Rabbi Ken Brodkin. This is the Jewish Growth Podcast, and I was thinking to myself that ever since the Declaration of Independence and before, really, happiness has always been paramount to Americans. To be sure, happiness means different things to different generations. Happiness is key simply because it's hard to think of an emotion that we would rather feel. If happiness means a sense of satisfaction, inner pleasure, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to avoid the opposite of happiness? Does the Torah command us to be happy? In Devarim, later on in the year, we find mitzvot that have to do with serving God with joy. But for now, as we're reading the Parshios of Vayikra, we need to be happy with what we've got. And there's a lot of focus on Kedusha, sanctity. A couple of weeks ago in show, we read Shmini, which lists many of the forbidden animals, kosher laws, animals we may not consume. And then the Torah sums up and teaches us, You shall sanctify yourselves and you will be holy, for I, Hashem, your God, am holy. In fact, the Kedusha section of Davening has a quote from the prophet Yeshayahu, which says, Kadosh, 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 God is holy and his holiness fills our world, meaning that the world is filled with God's great purpose. And as I'm, as I'm recording, we're about to turn to Achare and Kedoshim, where the Torah teaches us about prohibited sexual relationships and again makes the call for Kedusha sanctity. And the Torah says, Daber al-Kol Adas B'nei Yisrael, V'yamartaleam Kedoshim tiyu ki Kadosh ani Hashem alokeicham. Speak unto the entire assembly of the children of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for holy am I, Hashem, your God. So holiness is presented as our calling, alongside mitzvot of keeping kosher and avoiding prohibited relationships. It's clear that kedusha, holiness, is central to the Jewish way of life. But how does the command to be holy relate to our desire to be happy? Interestingly, the Wall Street Journal recently conducted a large study on happiness. 56% of the 1,100 respondents said they were, quote, pretty happy, with 30% saying they were not too happy. Only a very fortunate 12% said that they were, quote, very happy. Very happy. Well, who wouldn't want to be in that very happy crowd? But what makes someone very happy? To find out, the Wall Street Journal went and called back the very happy respondents to learn more about them. Do the 12% have something in common? And researchers learned that there are, in fact, several things that the very happy group do share. The people who responded that they were very happy tended to value community. They tend to value relationships like marriage and family. They tend to believe in God. They tend to be older. And they tend to not attach high importance to money, though many of them are satisfied with their finances. This is an interesting collection of traits, and perhaps there's a common theme. These qualities point to a person who has an appreciation for something larger than themselves. A self-consumed person is less concerned about marriage, about God, about community. A self-consumed person does attach importance to money. In fact, these findings dovetail with the teaching of our rabbis in Pirkei Avos. The rabbis ask Ezehu Asher, who is wealthy, 
Hasameach Bechalko, one who is happy with their lot. And the Mishnah points to our ability to appreciate what we have. So the very happy, according to the Wall Street Journal, are those who see themselves in the larger context of the world beyond their limited self. That's what the Wall Street Journal study indicates. And the happy person, according to our rabbis in the Mishnah, is someone who is satisfied with what they have. That's what wealth and ultimately happiness really mean. And these matters are related because when you see yourself in a larger context of the world, you can feel satisfaction with what's in front of you. There's not that elusive sense that you're missing something. Listen to how one of the very happy respondents uh, put it. Here's what Mary Ann DePasco of Maryland says. We're living on Social Security and a couple of small pensions, she says. We live from month to month in that, but we don't want for anything. People with these values find satisfaction in the simple things that are in front of them. But what, if anything, does sanctity have to do with happiness? To address this, I'd like to share a fascinating com- comment from the Ramban Nachmanides on the command of Kedoshim. In fact, in a subtle way, the Ramban addresses the topic of happiness. Ramban inquires as to what this command of Kedoshim to you, you shall be holy, really means. And to d- define this mitzvah, you points to important, an important idea. In his words, it's possible for a person to be novel Berusha Satara, to be depraved with permission of the Torah, so to speak. In other words, there are negative and even depraved behaviors that do not entail a technical transgression of the Torah. A person could drink wine all day, marry a multitude of wives prior to the 11th century decree of Rabbeinu Gershon, They could sit around and engage in frivolous conversation, including depraved language. They could do all of these things and not violate any specific command. In other words, a person could observe mitzvot and nevertheless persist in living a life that does not accord with the spirit of Judaism. If you view mitzvot like an obstacle course, then the idea is to avoid the minds and the obstacles and get through the course. So a person might get through the obstacle course, but what's wrong? Why is their life devoted to drinking wine? Why are they inconsiderate of people? Why do they speak in a way that's dishonorable? This person is novel, they are depraved with the permission of the Torah. Imagine going to a kosher restaurant and being unfriendly or unappreciative of the waiters. You ate kosher food, you paid the workers, but something's not right. This points that need for the mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu to be holy. Why is there a mitzvah of be holy? Ramban explains the Torah is signaling to us that a relationship with God is more than an obstacle course of avoiding transgressions. Judaism is a higher calling in which our lives are dedicated to God. The mitzvah of be holy is a comprehensive approach to life. And the mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu is a comprehensive mitzvah. Things like food, sexual relationships, Business interactions are meant to have meaning, and all of our earthly endeavors are meant to stay connected with our higher purpose. We're meant to keep that bigger picture in front of our eyes. Sure, we could sit around and drink wine all day, devote our lives to sensual pleasure. Sure, you could be an ungrateful person, but that's not what it means to be holy. When we're kadoshim, we keep our values in front of us in all facets of life. 
this past week I was reading about a Hasidic Jew who, as a young man, ironically, wanted to work for the Wall Street Journal. Now, today, having achieved that goal, he's a devout Jew as a Wall Street Journal employee where he works in search engine optimization. Here's one person who's dedicated to a holy cause, whatever environment he is in. So let's go back to the qualities of the very happy respondents. To be sure, these common qualities are not universal, just trends. But look at the trends. A person who values community is connected to a larger people than themselves. Someone who values marriage is not just out to fulfill their lust. Someone who believes in God looks to a higher power. Older folks tend to have more perspective and that it's about more than just them. And the Torah teaches us, you had Dr. Zakain, we should honor the face of the elder, a value that can fly in the face of modern sensibilities where we worship youth. And people who don't attach value to money are not self-absorbed and materialistic. In short, the qualities of the very happy person reflect the holy life that the Torah wants for us. While holiness is a calling, inner happiness is what we feel when our lives are sanctified. People who feel that it's all about their own individual life, wealth, fame, pleasure, are set up for disappointment. They'll always feel that there's some elusive thing that is missing out of their grasp. People who feel that they have a calling to be holy will find greater satisfaction. So how do we get holy? How do we get happy. All you have to look do is read the Torah for a myriad of, of examples. Honor your parents. Keep the Sabbath. Give gifts to the poor. Honor the elders. Critically, the Torah teaches us, you're not permitted to go out as a talebearer amongst your nation. Speech is so important because it's such a basic defining part of what it means to be a human being. It's common in society today to see a famous person, a wealthy person, who will use vulgar, insulting language to attack others, and for that attacking person to still be glorified in society. That's not the Torah's vision of sanctity. A sanctified holy person sees the gift of language as a way to build others, not deride and attack. Why? Because one of the mitzvot is not just any other mitzvah. It's a calling. The calling to live a noble life. This is the comprehensive mitzvah of Kedoshim Tiyu. Be holy, for I, Hashem, am holy. Thanks for being with me. I'm Ken Brodkin, and this is the Jewish Growth Podcast.